So, good morning, church. It's good to see you. Of course, I can't actually see you. I suppose, I mean, it's good for you to see me. I'm not actually sure I mean that either. In fact, I'm aware that if I sit here, you'll just see how crazy my hair has become in lockdown, which is slightly embarrassing. On the other hand, if I get really close, like Laurie is able to do, you'll just see how wrinkled and old and my face is and there's not really a good position actually so maybe it's as well as if you don't concentrate on me uh, and concentrate on what i'm saying and doing but you concentrate on jesus and hear what holy spirit's saying shall we pray that let's pray father pray that beyond the technology and my image on screen father help us to see jesus to learn from you, Lord, and to hear what your Holy Spirit's saying to us, your church, through this passage at this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we are going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, we're going backwards and forwards a bit from John to Corinthians. And uh, the beginning of chapter 12, I've, I've called it Spiritual Gifts Introduction, just the first six or seven verses. Um, and uh, Paul's going to go on about spiritual gifts for for three chapters or so. Um, but this is the introduction to that. And I think in this first bit, he lays out some principles uh, because in the church in Corinth, they got spiritual gifts and they probably were abusing them and using them wrongly in some ways and, and got it a bit wrong. And Paul wants to correct them, but not close them down. He knows how important it is that they're open to what Holy Spirit is doing, but he wants to correct uh, the way they use those things. And so uh, let's read the passage together, shall we? And, and we'll see where it goes. 1 Corinthians 12, 1. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So, Paul starts off, just I think we'll get rid of this um, screen for a second. Paul starts off uh, just saying, I want you to be not, not, sorry, I do not want you to be uninformed. I want you to be informed. He wants them to know about the spiritual gifts and to understand how they're used. Spiritual gifts are special empowerments, spiritual empowerments given to God's church, his people, for the work of building the kingdom. Remember, we're not like physical people trying to aspire to be spiritual. We're, we're spiritual people learning to live in a physical world. And, and these gifts, they're spiritual gifts, they're gifts of the spirit, special empowerment, special giftings from Father are, are like essential if we're going to be effective in building the kingdom and building his world. It's like, you know, PPE has become, who knew what that phrase meant? Uh, eight weeks ago, uh, but PPE has become essential. If you're going into a hospital to, or a care home, 
to deal with the COVID situation, then you need to have your PPE. And in a way, these spiritual giftings are part of the toolkit, part of our abilities as spiritual abilities to function effectively as God's people in the world. Paul is going to say later on in this section, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially you may prophesy. In a sense, I think Paul has a bit of a hierarchy because he sees that perhaps particularly at that time, and I suspect particularly this time for us, uh, prophecy and un- hearing what God's saying is so important. If you haven't, by the way, listened to the word of prophecy given on Sunday evening, the encounter sermon, uh, pick it up sometime and listen to it and the way Laurie unpacks that uh, for us. Spiritual gifts are essential for us but Paul does not want us to be uninformed he wants to be informed he wants us to understand what we're doing because they can be counterfeit and no doubt in Corinth the church had had seen spiritual manifestations that weren't of Holy Spirit before they were Christians when they were pagans real but counterfeit and so Paul has these three principles I think of of how you know that uh, the gifts are of the Holy Spirit and three sort of principles about that and they're really straightforward. I'll just say them straightforwardly. Um, I'm going to go through a little bit in detail, particularly the middle one. But there are three very simple principles he makes here about spiritual gifts. Before he goes into more detail, uh, which we'll, we'll pick up in weeks to come. The first one is they give glory to Jesus. He says, uh, no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus Lord except by Holy Spirit. The first, therefore, principle is they give glory to Jesus. Always give glory to Jesus. Holy Spirit acts through his church, is active in the world. He gives these special empowerments to his people, not so they feel good or or so they can be impressive or or so they're happy or, or whatever. It's so that they can bring the kingdom and give glory to Jesus. That's always the direction of what Holy Spirit is doing, bringing glory to Jesus. And and that's a really straightforward principle. Uh, If you take the words straight from verse three and four, and of course, people can say the words Jesus Lord and not mean them. But to mean them, to live it, to be true to that, it'll be by the Holy Spirit. I mean, we often say it backwards when you when you decide Jesus is Lord and you accept his lordship and give yourself to follow him. You become a Christian and the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. If you declare Jesus Lord, you will be indwelt by Holy Spirit. And it's that Holy Spirit that helps us declare that. He declares that in all we say and do. And the gifts will always point to glory to Jesus. And similarly, you know, there's never anyone speaking by the Spirit can say anything that, that, that brings uh, dishonor that curses the name of Jesus. That'd be just ridiculous. So the first principle is that. And if sometimes you're not sure about a manifestation or something, say, look, one of the tests is, does this give glory to Jesus? Does it point towards the risen, ascended, glorified, reigning Lord Jesus? That's the first principle. And the second one I've summarized um, by saying there's just an amazing variety of gifts. Hang on. Oops, gone too far. Let's get back a bit. Amazing variety of gifts. Uh, 
personal comment here, which many of the um, theologians would not entirely agree with. There's lots of lists in the New Testament, um, 30 or gifts listed in various places. And uh, I have a certain view here that some of them are very definite and clear what prophecy is and what speaking in tongues are perhaps the two Paul deals with in detail in chapter 14. But uh, in a way, I think trying to categorize the work of the Holy Spirit and put what he does into like a spreadsheet cell system, you know, um, and list them and say that's it and no more, runs the risk of, of trying to limit the amazing creativity of Father God. Holy Spirit is always the same Holy Spirit. Verse 4 says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. It's always the one Holy Spirit giving these gifts. But of course, they're given to you an amazing variety of unique people. You and me and everyone else in the, in the church is completely unique and different. And, and that intersection of the eternal Holy Spirit giving gifts to his people intersecting with you know, Chris and Laurie and Alison and Joe Bloggs and whatever, is going to be amazing variety, given the unity of Holy Spirit and, the, and all the gifts of God to Jesus. And so there is an amazing variety. And I think partly in, in Corinth, people have become, I don't know, perhaps over keen on the sort of impressive gifts. And it's, you know, hey, who's not impressed by a gift of, of miracles or healing? But but the gifts are all given by the same spirit for the same purpose of giving glory to Jesus. And I want to pick a bit on that on verses four, five and six, because I think they speak a little bit also into our sort of current situation a bit. You see, Paul says there's a variety of gifts. That's the special ability, special powers, special impositions given by Holy Spirit to his people. But the same spirit distributes them. Then he says there are different kinds of service. Now, the word service is not the same as gift. You know, I mean, gift is like a present to me. That's what it thinks of, isn't it? Something special given to you. Whereas service is like, yeah, I serve other people. It's a word that comes from almost almost waiting at table, you know, serving other people. Uh, you remember that? Waiting at table? You used to go to restaurants. Remember that? You, you may have forgotten that we used to go to restaurants and have people serving us. But uh, anyway, uh, but it's the same Lord. And the gifts are not the sort of gifts that you like get and hang on to and hide away and keep for a special day. They're not the sort of gifts that are designed uh, for your personal enjoyment later on. They are given for works of service. They're given so that we can serve each other, serve the world. Diaconate, a servant-heartedness. And the gifts you know, have to be used. They're, they're there to be employed. They're there to be energised. And that's the third word. He has this word, different kinds of working. It's almost a word for being energised by God. It's God that does the work ultimately. Gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. He brought Jesus. They're given so we can serve. But in all of that, it's to, it needs to be activated, to be used in the service of God, in the service of the kingdom, to build the kingdom, to give glory to Jesus. Because Jesus is glorified. He is glorified. Amen. But he is glorified by us as we do at works of service, as we work to build the kingdom of God, as we work alongside God, with God, his co-workers. Hey, that's amazing. But God doesn't just do it by fiat. 
he chooses to work through us. That he imparts his spirit to us. He gives these gifts that we can be effective. And, and you know, as a church, we, we so much want to be, what's that? It's on my wall, actually. The song can do nothing by himself, but only do what he sees the Father doing. We want to be people who, who hear what God's saying, who see what God's doing, who work by revelation, work alongside him in building the kingdom uh, in this place, in our lives, with our friends. And I think, so first principle was he draws Jesus. Second principle is an amazing variety. But I want to add to that, that there are gifts that need to be uh, utilised. I, I, you probably did a full picture of me again for a bit. Uh, let's go, hey, gay. hi guys, welcome back. Uh, and, and then the third one uh, really comes from that in a way, because from the book of service, but he says explicitly in verse seven, now to each one, a manifestation spirit is given for the common good. You see, the gifts are given, that if they're used, they're designed to build up the body of Christ, the build, body of the church. They're for, they're, they're for service. They're for getting out there. They're for each other. And, and at this time, as we sit in a funny sort of place, really, um, trying to stay alert and uh, control the virus and save lives or whatever the current slogan is. It may have changed by the time you hear this, I suppose. But hey, church, stay alert. Look and see what God's doing. Be aware of what's God doing. And, and control, not the virus, I'm not sure you do that, but we are sort of in control. We're able to decide how much we're going to be co-workers with God, how much we're going to allow Holy Spirit to implant those gifts and use those gifts and respond to them. The control, as I think Burroughs was trying to imply, is not with the government so much as with individuals. Hey, it is with you. We are sort of in control of, of how much we respond to what God's doing. Church, let's go for it. And it's not about saving lives in the way the government mean it, but it is about saving lives in a kingdom sense, bringing people into the kingdom to bring glory to Jesus. So I just encourage you to be open to what Holy Spirit is imparting to you. We're going to pray that now. And in this time, when there is more time to be open to that, I guess, let's be really open and be a people who have our hands open. Lord, make empower me more. Give me those gifts that I can be effective in service, working with you, God, in your world. Let's pray. Yeah, take a moment. Hold your hands out if you want. Lord God, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you that as we came to know you, you came to live in us, to dwell in us by your Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your precious presence with us. Lord, help us to be more aware of that. And we're open, God, to the gifts you want to give us as a community, as individuals, that we may bring glory to Jesus, that we may serve the Lord, that we may, as a community, show that amazing variety 
of the gifts you give to us. Lord, hear my send me. Amen. Amen. Have a good week. <laughs>